It's wonderful in, in the here. closet with it's Nat and Kaylee and Emily. Formerly, we were Fishman's DJ Stan, but we have since disbanded that radio show. And now you're on my podcast. Now I'm on your podcast. I'm, I'm around the CMC. I think you're. I think you're both honorary members of the CMC. Thank you. Of yeah. like just being there. I think we're like part of. We're like groupies of Kyle and Dalton. We are. We really are. Good. More Than Me, a podcast that I'm doing. It's also sponsored by the WXC Radio and also from Capital University. Um, so today I have Kaylee Fisher and Emily Lutman, both students at Capital University. Would you care to introduce yourselves, Kaylee? Hi, I'm Kaylee. I am here. Wow. <laughs> Give a round of applause for Kaylee. Yes, that's my best friend. We are best friends. And then we have Emily Lutman. Period. And you are? Loving the dream. <laughs> woo! Woo! Yeah! Yeah! My best friend. Hello! <laughs> it's going to be so loud. I can't imagine. <laughs> I didn't want this. To... So what you don't know is that Emily and Kaylee actually know more about furry culture than I do. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I know how to sound like a dog. <laughs> we started barking at people in Is it because of what I did, Nicole? I don't know. We but... barked at Logan Van Bipper and Quinn Sire. <laughs> I went, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. But I, I, but I love it so much. That's good. Okay, so I was going to talk to you guys about what it's like to be a woman in 2020 and it being like hard to differentiate between what is a standard and what isn't how you're supposed to act versus what you're told to act but then both of you are kind of like eh. you I both- mean I, I could like say some things but I feel like like me I'm like more of like a what do they say now they say bruh girl I'm like a bruh girl okay but what does that mean it's like you ju- you just live like you, you like I mean like I I wake up and put on my makeup in the morning to make myself feel better about myself but it's not like maybe it is for someone else. Well, I think everything that we do for ourselves is in contrast to things that we do for other people too. <laughs> <laughs> am I wrong? <laughs> but am no, I wrong, bro? You're not wrong. We're. We're not in the brain space to have no. some deep analytical conversation about what it is to be women right now. No. We just kind of live life. I've... But so then we were also going to talk maybe about relationships. And I don't know how much we do know more. I don't know if I know more about relationships or if you know more about relationships. I think Kaylee I know more, more about my relationship. That is true. I guess you both know more about Emily's relationship than I do. <laughs> yes. Probably. So what is what is an over what was the overarching problem? Have we come to a decision? Um so, so I can talk about the I the other day I had a full on conversation. Well, basically should we start from the beginning? Well, I think a brief synopsis will be good. So basically Emily is talking to this guy named X and I mean we're dating. Okay, so Emily is dating this guy named X. For almost three months. Right. And 
So. I, okay, the first two months, pretty good. Like, we had a nice time, and then I came to school. Kaylee, Kaylee does I not think far, he treated me well at How all. far away do you live from him? Like, two and a half hours. Okay. I just think that from the beginning, it has not been a good relationship. And it's not that he's treating Emily bad on purpose, but they just don't connect right, and the relationship has too many problems to make it worth it, in my opinion. So... In the beginning, like, when we were, like, starting out, like, we went on dates and stuff, and, like, he, he jokes around with me, like, Dalton and Kyle joke around with me, but he maybe takes it too far sometimes, so it comes off as mean, but, like, I mean, like, I know deep down that he's genuinely kidding, but sometimes I'm too sensitive or, like, in a too, like, bad of a mind state to, like, fully grasp that he's kidding, so sometimes, like, my feelings do get hurt. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he doesn't really take that into account. Right. See, but I think if your feelings are getting hurt, it's not It's not that you're not in a mind state to grasp that he's kidding. It's that he shouldn't be acting like that if he is hurting you. And he should be aware of what mind state you're in. Yes, that too. So the one thing that, I mean, and I've told you this, is that how can you, you know make a connection that's viable without giving yourself enough space to feel that way. Because when you're in a bad mindset, there should be no... (laughs) 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 There should be no reason to be talking to anyone except yourself in that moment. And sometimes I get lost in that too in my relationships. I think, okay, I am too anxious... I need to sit down. I can't talk to anyone. If I talk to anyone, then it's just going to blow up back in my face. Because I don't know, and I'm not addressing how I feel. What's curious about this situation is that I have particular therapy that applies to me. And neither you or your person that you are dating has that. And I don't know if either of you need that, but it's a way to help regulate some of your emotions especially if you're feeling a certain way about them in a good or highly good or highly bad way so what was the decision so emily is going to meet with this person this weekend right well okay a whole a whole bunch of stuff happened basically i'll try to i'll try to sum it up basically i told him that i thought it'd be beneficial for us to see each other this weekend and he said oh so it'd be beneficial for you to see me and i said no i think for our relationship um it'd be beneficial to see each other he said emily every time you're upset i'm not just gonna drive down to columbus and see you and like drop everything um has he done that once though no, so he, he hasn't. So I'm not... I, <clears throat> that's a little bit of a... Like a reach. It's kind of like, why... why it's kind of him thinking too far into the future. Right, and he t- he thinks that, like, I overthink and that, like, I exaggerate and that I'm dramatic. Which, like, granted, I'm, I'm a bit dramatic. I overthink, but, like, not, not to the extent to, like, ruin a relationship. And that's another thing... When you say those things about yourself, there's always a point where you're like, at least for me, I'm, I, I'll say, am I really, is it me? Is it, am I the one who's too dramatic or is it them? 
And, you know. That is what I think. He often turns the conversation onto Emily and highlights Emily problems and never highlights himself problems. Hmm. So he, every time I've do you, talked... Wait, do you agree with that? I mean, to an extent. Because every time I've talked to him, I've talked to him probably what, like... Five. Like five times, like try to have phone calls with him and like explain to him. And I've like written out papers... And, like, he just, like, does not think he's doing anything wrong or he wants, like, very specific examples. But in my mind, I shouldn't have to be giving him examples. Like, if he's hurting my feelings, then he's hurting my feelings and he should be asking, what can I do to not hurt your feelings? Right. Like, it shouldn't be that difficult. And it's not like you don't give him examples. You tell him... I feel upset by what you did, and this is what you did, and this is why I think I feel upset. And he's like, well, that's not specific enough, or I don't understand. He refuses to try and listen to what you're saying. Yeah. But so we, I, I, I like, we had a talk the other day, and mm-hmm. I, I really did write out a paper, at, like, to break up with him, basically. And I called him, and I, I told him, like, I'm, I'm unhappy. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm keep doing this if you're not like understanding what you're doing wrong and not trying to fix it he was like well you're giving me like 50 things to work on at one at one time like how am I supposed to work on every single one and like make you happy and (laughs) would you like to speak well when someone says you're giving me too much to work on that is like a clear sign that it's they don't want to acknowledge that they have something to work on Right. And so I, he was like, you need to give me like a main point. Like you're saying 50 things to beat around the bush, but like, what's the main thing that's bugging you? And you know what? To an extent, I'll say that that's, um, not wrong to me to say that there's, you know, 50 million things. What's the main thing? Because usually there's always some source of like, Imminent, 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 not imminent, <laughs> imminent um, sorrow or something that's hurting them or something like that. So he might, the one thing, and we, I mean, this boils down to every person's problem though, is, you know, to be mindful and to address what he's feeling and then how he addresses to his feelings and then how you address your feelings to come together. But I think that you're, I think that he was wrong to say that, in this situation, I think he was wrong to say that there was, like, 50 million things that he needs to work on. Or, like, he was... Wait, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, well, because, like, every time I talked to him, it'd be, like, the same thing that he wasn't fixing. So it's not 50 million things. It's it's one thing that keeps reoccurring. Right. But, so I boiled it down to basically that I... He wasn't making me feel important. Right. And that he wasn't, like, putting in the effort to make me feel important. And he, he said, like, what can he do to like make make it better basically and my my one thing in like long distance is like i just need a phone call like just call me once a day like hey how are you doing how's your day like i miss you love you like just is this your first time doing a long distance relationship is this his first time doing no which is part of the problem because he he thinks that now he has an an expertise in it yes yeah and so he's holding that above you isn't he yes yeah and he, he has told me multiple times that he's like, you know, I understand that it's your first time doing a long-distance relationship, but, like, it really doesn't feel like that because, like, I feel like he would be more understanding and being, like... Well, that's BS 
to me because every relationship is different. Yes. There's no point in bringing that up. What does that mean? I've been in a long distance relationship before. So I've been in a relationship with other people and I'm not going to compare those other people to our relationship. You know, and so like when I, well, I always say, I don't feel like I can do a long distance relationship because I was not type of person. I've only had one long distance relationship myself. And that's so BS of me because I've never, it's, it was with one person who, you know, I felt hurt me. Yeah. And so now I've connected that point of sorrow. And maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe that was a point of sorrow that he's connected for himself now. I'm sorry if I ever thought that you felt like I was saying that this is your fault anyway. Because it's none of your fault. This is not your fault. And I know that. And I don't really necessarily think it's his fault either. I think that it's a a joint kind of like a... I'm ready. And then he's like, I'm not and I'm scared, but I want to say that I'm ready because I don't know. Well, see, the thing is when the, okay, so we met at where, where we work. Mm-hmm. Um, and like literally the, it was like three days into him working there. I'd barely talked to him. Um, we were like, I mean, we had, we did talk and we kind of joked around and like, we like kind of like got to know each other. Like I knew that he like went to the army. He's out now. Like how old is he? He's going to be 22. Okay. But so, um, he, I, he was like, can I get your Snapchat? And I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. But, um, so then like we went to, we went to like, look at Crocker Park. You don't know where that is. It's where I live, but it's like an outdoor mall. Okay. Besides the point. Okay. But so like we sat down and talked for a while and he was like talking about kind of like his life plans and stuff. And he was like, you know, like I, when I'm like in a relationship, like I'm like, I don't do it to like mess around. Like it's like. If I'm in a relationship, I'm in it, like, for the long haul sort of thing, basically. And, like, already kind of letting me know that, like, if we decided to date, that, like, it'd be, like, the real deal, basically. Yeah. Um, But what I've kind of found out is I feel like he's a lot of talk. I feel like he likes to, to talk a lot. Not, like, really do what he says he's going to do. I feel like all the issues stem from communication issues you don't communicate the same way and he has all these ideas of in his head of ideal relationships and how he wants his life to play out and how he cares about people but he doesn't communicate them at all really he doesn't communicate them the same way and you when you have conversations it turns into him asking like well why are you saying this or like asking questions and turning it back on you and you just communicate in different ways. I still don't like the way he communicated with you. Like, I, to bring up your first time hanging out, oh, I, if I get in a relationship, it's, like, for serious, dude. Like, I, <laughs> this is, I'm dating to marry. Like, the, the way he emphasizes things... I just don't, I don't think it fits with your personality and the way he jokes about things and rags on you constantly. And even when you were crying and feeling sad, he decided to roast you and you said that went too far and it hurt your feelings. He can't communicate, like, even from the beginning. That's, and see, I'm also scared that, like, 
Kaylee's right about everything, which I know she's right about a lot of stuff. <laughs> no, okay, no, no, I, I know, understand. Like, I know she's it's, right about yeah. a lot of stuff, but like my first two, like my two months with him when I was home was like I was like in a dream bubble, like everything was perfect and I loved him, and like I mean, like I do love him, like right, that's idealization, right? Yeah. But like so now that like someone else sees their relationship, yeah. Kaylee's like this is awful. You need to get out of it. And like in my mind, I'm like no, I'm no, I'm okay. I just, so he's a little sounds like to me a little. Cr- and the fact that he's incredibly impulsive in what he says. Genuinely, and I'm just going to ask this question, not trying to start anything outside of this closet. <laughs> but um, I'm going to ask you a question and you literally have to answer right away. Okay. okay? Like, boom, boom. Like, <laughs> okay. It's like really fast. Okay. Do you still want to be in a relationship with him? <laughs> nope. You lost a time. You lost the time. Okay, Kaylee. Do you think Emily should be in a relationship with him? I think she should not be in a relationship with him because it's not worth hanging on to. There's too many problems. And I think there's a world where she could be so much happier with someone else that it's not worth... Or so much happier within your... And I, and I, that too. Well, I mean, and you know, there's always that conversation. And it's like, well, love yourself and stuff like that. But like as soon as... Um, Nicole, who is my roommate, has these great cards and they're like pick me up cards and I pick one every single day and um, they're basically like, um, I am free. I am not stuck. I am a, like the world, all my problems are clouds that nothing is um, permanent. And so in this situation, it does not seem like if you were to make a dream board, it doesn't seem like he would fit on your dream board. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, at this point, like, okay, like, at the first two months, like, we literally, like, talked about, like, marriage and, like, babies and, like, I, I mean, like, it... <laughs> I mean, I'm opening my eyes in amazement because I do that, too. But it's, like, we... I think it everyone was, like, does I mean, that. I'm sure they yeah. do, but, like, to me, it felt so different because, like, he, he's the first boy that made me feel loved. He's the first boy that, like, told me, like, I was beautiful and that he loved my body and, like, he was the first one that, like... Like, it felt like he was, like, a real, like, man at the beginning. I think this has been a monumental relationship for Emily, and that's also part of the reason why she wants to hang on to it. He was on, like, meds in general before, and he's, like, off of them now? Which maybe (laughs) that's... Well, I I mean, people are different, so sometimes meds do help. Sometimes people have different meds that they don't need, right? I mean, if people have borderline personality disorder, sometimes they try to put them on um, bipolar medication, and that doesn't help because... They don't have bipolar. Right. And because bipolar is like a mood stabilizer, right? So you need mood stabilizing drugs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, or I don't know what kind of drugs they are. But then like, I mean, for me, I have borderline and really the only therapy that works f- for me, the only way to get better is to do dialectical behavior therapy where I learn to be a human. Right. And I mean, that's something that it's like the next question. What does he need? Is it therapy or is it medicine? But anyways um like at this point in life like i want like a nice like like a nice relationship i meet the one in college we get married uh, have nice capital do you believe in soulmates i don't know what i believe in i believe that there's like someone out there for me that's not just one person though do you believe in soulmates i wouldn't say one soulmate but i think people have multiple soulmates yeah that's how like like there's like a category of people that fit a special niche that's what i think too it's like there's a there's a fish tank of people have you heard of, like, the twin flame thing? 
like where like you're like really bad for each other but like you're like supposed to like you're like so good together that like you're bad for each other yeah i don't think that's the case here (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what i was gonna try to like (laughs) i don't think that's the case here i think that and I always pose this too. It's like in a relationship, it's always a hundred percent. So 50, 50, actually, you know what I saw the other day on um, Instagram with this ad that was like, your relationships need to be 50, 50, not 100 and nothing or not 75 and 25. If it's not, if, if you're buying drinks all the time and they buy you nothing, then it's not, you know, it has to be equal. And while that might be nice, like that's still like, they're not they're letting you take advantage of like, okay, for instance, like if I am in a relationship and the other person says that they want to buy everything for me, I'm going to take advantage of that, not knowing that that's going to hurt me because I'm just kind of like free stuff. All right. I'm cool with that. But so then that's when I, I like buy things for other people who buy me things. Mm -hmm. So, um, because I'm kind of like, Hey, I'm a part of this relationship too in that way. Don't try that because they're putting in more effort because they're trying to overcompensate for something that they're not doing. I see. Affirmation or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so then when I do that, when I show that level of effort, then usually afterwards they show that. Now the complication of my why my relationships do or don't go well is because I've never been in therapy while in a relationship. And it's the first time that I have not been kind of crazy about it. And I, that is because I am, right, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. You know, my psychiatrist said that that was what it was. And then the person who runs my DBT class says that it's radical attachment disorder, which is the first warning signs of uh, uh, BPD. And so like, it could be a number of things, but regardless, I'm in the right therapy and it's helped because I'm not trying to push myself onto this person like I have in the past. And that's exciting because I'm kind of like, Oh my God, I might actually like him and he might actually like me and we might actually have a relationship. It's like, ah, but so do you think that this relationship with said person, Emily, not Emily is the said person. <laughs> Emily is dating Emily. Emily is dating Emily. But Emily's said person that she is dating. Do you think it's affecting your relationship right now between you two? Is this creating a strain for you? I wouldn't say it is. I think that I want Emily to be happy. And that turns into me not liking her boyfriend. And I don't... There's... There's going to be no relationship there. If he comes over to the house, I'm really not going to interact with him because I know how he makes Emily feel. But I think I I just want the best for her. There's no way I would create a divide. So if he comes over to the house and he hangs out with you and Kaylee doesn't hang out with you, how does that make you feel? I mean, I wouldn't care, honestly. Okay. I really wouldn't care. Cause, like, okay. And that's why that's why there's no divide between us right now. Cause I like I understand why she's upset and like I like I respect like I totally I I totally understand Kaylee. And like I in the back of my mind I'm like, yeah, he does kind of suck. <laughs> but... Okay, wait, so hold on. <laughs> We're having this whole conversation in the back of your mind, you're telling yourself that he sucks. What are you 
doing to yourself, girl? You're just <laughs> exactly. hurting yourself. Do you think you're not breaking up with him because it's fear of the unknown, fear of not being in this relationship, fear of never finding I'm, okay, someone? Okay, so, like, my, like, freshman, like, last year... I was so boy crazy, and any boy that would talk to me, I'd attach myself to him right away, because, like, I needed, like, I don't know what I needed, but, like, I'm scared... Well, that that's why you were doing it. That You didn't know what you needed, so that's why you were doing it. And, like, I'm scared that that's going to happen again, and I don't... Like, I felt crazy. Like, I felt so crazy. So do you and, think it's the fear of that? that... Yeah, probably. Because you don't have an anchor. Right. Okay, well, let's think of an anchor now that we could think of. And you can continue to be in his relationship with him or not. But, you know, him being your only anchor, that's not good. So let's think of more anchors. Obviously, Kaylee is an anchor. But... (sighs) Would you say that... Kaylee fits the... And obviously, I know the answer is no. But do you think that Kaylee fits needs for you that... A relationship could. Uh, my mom once told me, who she sucks at relationships too, but you know she was in a relationship for at least like ten years. So there were some things that she did right. She got married. She had kids. So um, there were some things that she nailed. And <laughs> me, she had me. That's yes. what she nailed. Yes, um, she nailed. Yeah, it. good job, Gretel. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, Gretel, she's tiny. She is. Um, but so uh, I guess when I'm. My mom always tells me that, like, you know, the more that I am dependent on another person, the more I am, the more I am less independent. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that anchor within them and another person, what do you think that could be for another person or another thing, another activity? For me, it became my photography over the summer and also it became my job i was like oh i want to do so good it became plants i was taking care of plants and it also got to a point where i was like you know i'm tired of being the crazy one other people can be crazy for me i'm gonna let these people simp for me and i'm that sounds fucked up but like when you let other people simp for you it's kind of like i i don't i don't need you and then that feeling helps translate to other relationships. Let's transition. Yes. Hopefully not with more weird saxophone jazz. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's transition into now the idea that what do you, what do you want to do with your life? (laughs) This was for both of you. This has been pretty Emily heavy, but I mean, like, I'm okay, like, I I know, like, what I want to do, and, like, I know I want to get married, have kids, like, live outside of a city in a suburb, like, make money, be happy. I want to be a music teacher. It's my number one goal in life. And then I want to have a kid or children, and I think maybe I'll get married and maybe I won't, but having a kid is, like what I really want. Oh my god, Tina you Fey, can have baby a, mama. You can have a test tube, baby. I can. That'd be so fun. I'll be your sperm donor. Wait, oh, oh my god, I have an idea. Like, when I do find the right man, and like, let's say you don't, like, whatever, like, whatever makes you happy, but if I find the right man, can he donate your his sperm to you so we can have 
Step siblings? <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. I, I don't know about that one. I was going to say, if you both don't have men, you could just marry each other for the tax write-offs. Exactly. Okay. Deal? But we'd have to raise a kid together. There have been weirder family situations. <laughs> but I'm just thinking how me and Emily would raise a kid together. <laughs> you both barking at your child? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that poor kid. Just kidding. I don't know how it would turn out. Um, okay. So both of you have an idea of what you want in your future. Where? What are the steps that you're going to do to get to that? How do you build mastery into your future? Graduate college. Yes. Get degree. Find good job. <laughs> During job, find suitable man. <laughs> you want this person to work with you? Um, I mean, okay, well, so here's my scenario. Here, I, sometimes if I'm feeling real down in the gutter, I always imagine myself for bigger, greater things. Like, I'm going to be famous, like, blah, 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 blah. Um, so my theory, I want to be like a talent agent, booking agent. Russell Nagy said, booking agents and talent agents are totally different things, and you just can't put those together. Aren't they? They are totally different things, but, like, if I want to do one or the other, I have a music industry degree. What does it matter? I can do whatever I want. Period. Will you explain to me what the difference between they are? Between them? (laughs) Between they are. So, a booking agent, I would be working at, like, a venue. Like, I could be working at, like, House of Blues. Like, literally anywhere. If I wanted to work for, like, um... I could be working at literally any venue. And I I would basically, like, bands would come to me, or I would reach out to bands and be like, Hey, like, I want you to play this gig, like... So Um, you would be at, like, a certain place. Right. But with a talent agent, I would be working at an agency. So, like, I mean, like, I, I, like, Sony. You've seen the show Bojack Horseman? Yes, I love that show. Princess Caroline Queen. Yes! Okay, continue. Uh, But I don't want to be, okay, well, she she finds the one in the end, and Jonah! (laughs) (laughs) I need Jonah in my life! I'm going to be Bojack. Don't be Bojack. I'm going to try not to, but I'm going to be Bojack. Have you seen it? No. We should watch. I'll be watching okay. it. It's, it's really good. Really good. Really depressing, though. Yeah. Really it's quickly. It's, it's actually, there's like, people do like whole, someone did their f***ing um, a thesis paper on it for their doctorate. I mean, it. Because the arc is really, really long, but there are so many side arcs that, like, when you put them together, it's like, this means this, because when you do that, that's like a dramedy. Yeah. But so, okay. So that's a booking agent. A talent agent, I'd be working at, like, Sony or something, like, scouting people, basically. Like, going out to, like, bars and clubs and hearing bands and, like, kind of following people and then signing them to the record label, which is kind of, like, more of what I want to do right now, because I don't want to be stuck at, like, one venue. Like, I'd rather, like, be going out to venues and, like, scouting people yeah, and telling them if they're bad or good. That's why, and I, I want to, I am going to have this conversation. I almost want to go into um, social media ethics. Okay. And maybe social media law. Oh, That's interesting. Because I'm so scared <laughs> of social media. You guys uh-huh. need to go home and watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Have you seen it? No, I've, I've heard of Facebook it. Facebook movie mm-hmm. well, <laughs> the social <definitely>. network <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, social, the 
need to watch it. That's like that's what I'm really interested in. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh it's my terrifying. god, we're so addicted. These 16 year olds do not need phones. There needs no. to be a law against that. No one that. needs phones. No one needs it's that. No so one needs bad. phones. Big data. Some parts of big data is really good for like health and mm-hmm. other stuff, but big data also is not good for um, ads to be pushing out. Yeah. ads for kids and stuff like that, that because big data terrifying. has I know big data has no um there's not like a, a what's it called a an algorithm to be like oh we know this kid is 16 so that way we're gonna market something completely different from someone who's 45 single drunk and looking for hookers online you know what I mean like they're two completely different things both people can access the dark web both people can do xyz so that's kind of what I was thinking, and I was like, maybe I should change my major to emerging media and pre-law. That's I was thinking of doing like an emerging media minor, and like having like talent, like buyer and media, like it. That would be great. So much. maybe business too. I mean, you yeah. could do a double minor. I'm taking an intro to PR class right now, and I can't say I love it. Who's teaching it? Bruning. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Um, so he don't know him. Steve don't know them. But like, Steve. I feel like PR is not what I want because like I don't want to be speaking for a business and being like, yeah, sorry, like they messed up. Like we're gonna do better. Like that's not what I want to do. If anything, like maybe like marketing minor. Like, well, I emerging don't... media is not just about that. It's just not about PR though. Emerging media is also like you know this is what media can do right for uh, yourself and others but if you go into marketing there's a i think there's a specific major here at Kyoko that's like um media marketing i don't know but it's really interesting so i don't know i'm thinking about i'm have a meeting with my advisor yeah, i have two advisors i have betsy pike and then gail zucker and i'm gail. love them both so i'm gonna talk with both of them i want to get a group conversation with them because they both have very different opinions about what i should be doing you do what makes you happy exactly. and i don't know what that is well i mean you could get like if you minored like i mean okay emerging media sounds like a good idea and like you don't let's say you do want to go into performance like I you, mean, don't you don't a need a performance degree, degree to, to perform do no, anything you don't no, no. And I'm still in woodland lessons. Yeah. She, I, she, she reminds thing. me of um, Stevie Nicks in a way. Like, I, Doesn't I don't know. everyone old remind you of Stevie Nicks? <laughs> My Shut mother up. reminds you of Stevie Nicks. I did Stevie not Nicks. say that. You did. I didn't. You did. Molly's mom actually reminds me of Stevie Nicks. Like, so actually. every woman over 45. No, she's blonde <laughs> and she likes music and she's like plants and cats and... God. Thunder only happens. <laughs> Sigh. Well, I think we had a really good conversation about Emily. <laughs> Do, what's pressing in your life, Kaylee? Like, I don't know. I just had a breakup and now I'm trying to. I'm trying to get her a man. Do you I don't want to get a man. Not at the moment. Mm. I want to figure things out. How are you doing in classes? Home. Um, good. The biggest problem is I forget to do things, and now my grades are... Hey, oh my god. Do either of you bullet journal? See, I bought one. I bought a bullet journal, and then I have... No, bullet journals aren't pressure. You need to buy two bullet journals, because here's why. Well, okay, you need to buy... They always look so pretty, so I want it to look pretty... That's why I'm saying you so need to buy two. Consuming. You're so artsy, though. You could, like, whip that you out You would like... do amazing. Yes, not, oh my god. I'm not 
created from my own mind. I see other so things and copy them. So then go on Pinterest them. and copy it. But then it's copying, and it doesn't feel like... Okay, uh, do I need to break out mine? I know what yeah, yours looks like. Yeah, we know what yours looks like. I know. <laughs> I, bring it, I break it out every single time. I'm like... What I think, though, is what I do... I have two bullet journals. I have one that's about... 60 pages and then i have one that's actually like a 250 page one so i have one that's like okay when i have time i'm gonna set this up make it look pretty and then that's gonna help me remember those things and then i have one that's kind of like this is a mess still feels so time i think mine would just be depressing that's okay mine (laughs) but like i don't know I started over the summer because I was like, I want something to track my therapy. I want to do something. And I was already bullet journaling last year. So I was like, this will be good. And I think it it helps me stay organized. I know what I'm doing at all times, things to do. I mean, I have my little thing, my planner. I write down everything, but I don't know. I think too many things at once and I forget what I was just thinking. I think me and Kaylee are not bullet journal ladies. And you know what? That's okay. I see my like my bullet journal are like playlists I make. I have an obscene amount of playlists, and I I made one for this like for specific like that whole relationship thing. Like I made one, and I'm like still adding songs. That's to it. so cool. Is it on Spotify? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to follow you. You should make them public. I follow you already. <laughs> oh, then I'm sure I follow you. Yeah, I don't think you do. Well, no, like like a week ago, I went back and I like went through and I followed everyone back. <gasps> so then maybe you do. I think I but did. I, I she has an obscene. Amount See, and like of I private a lot of them for like ones from like last year. Like, I privated them because they're not, like, they don't pertain to, like, now. You should give me a playlist that you really like, and then I will cut out, like, I'll put, like, the, like, uh, like centimeter the by centimeter um, album cover of each one on a piece of paper, and then line them up, and then I'll write your name next to it. And then I'll write, like, the things next to it. And if you have Spotify, you could do that, too. <laughs> do you have Spotify? I love... I just, like, see, I love music... Switch to harmonica. Switch to harmonica. Harmonica major. Major. Harmonica major. On my own. That's not harmonica. Um, but so basically, I was like, "What do I want to do in music? Not teach. I don't want to play." So then I found the industry. Holy crap! I didn't know this was a thing. And my cousin and I also don't want to be a producer because me and computers and Pro Tools. Just I took industry class, a tech class with. And I'm pretty sure Neil thinks I'm actually dumb. Like, I think Neil <laughs> thinks I am stupid, which is fine. I mean, that's like... how I feel in every class. I'll be like, I'm sorry, you didn't put this on the syllabus. And they're like, well, did you scroll down? I'll be like, got it. That's like every single time. Yeah. Anyways. But so then I was like, I don't want to be a producer. My cousin's a producer and he like makes oops, body math, but he makes like millions of dollars. And he's vibing, and I'm like, I don't want to do that, but I want to make millions of dollars. Is that the gay one? Do you have a gay cousin? He looks like he could be gay, <laughs> but I don't think he's gay. That happens to a lot of people. You know people. who Phoebe, Bridger, Phoebe Bridgers is? Folk artist? No. No? Okay, well, he used to be in a band with her, and I think he dated her, too. I have connections. But... My old friend... Not Well, she's still my friend. She dated the brother of Tyler Joseph. Didn't I tell you that? I think so. I, when I was little, um, do you know Robert Downey Jr.? Mm-hmm. Right? His son, his name's Indio. I had, like, we had, like, a thing. <laughs> Indigo. <laughs> Indio. No, we didn't have a thing, but he, he was invited to my um, cousin's bat mitzvah. 
And I was like, like, I was like probably six years old and I was just following him around the house and like sat with him and like held his hand and like I like was in love with this kid. Oh my God. I don't. I'm famous. Well, I've been on, I've been on local news for doing the walkout. And then I've also been on national news because of a class I was in. And then I was on the radio um, with Jennifer Hambrick for Causical 101 because I won this poetry contest that was then turned into music. I played music on the radio. Yes, you did. Yeah. Wait, oh my God, was that recorded? What? The flute. Okay, who did you play for again? Bruno Mars? Um, Jason Mraz and also Kenny Loggins. And then what and was that? All of our Koyo concerts I recorded and played on the radio. Kaylee's a flute god. You really are. I'm not, though. I can't jump that bridge to be like a professional player. Dude, shut up. It hits a point. I literally auditioned at Cincinnati, Michigan, University of Michigan. Um, what else? There was a big one I auditioned at. And literally all of them. Yeah, I, that that so Curtis, was East, yeah. Yeah, but they they all said the same thing. Like my sound hits a point where it doesn't get any fuller. It like I have a barrier, and that's also probably in my mind. Um, uh, well, f- freak them for even saying that. Yeah, I yeah. Well, that's what you're at school to do. Also, so, you want to be a teacher, not a. Exactly, I want to be a teacher and. So was Capital your first choice? No, Cincinnati was. This was like the only school, except for DePaul in Chicago. Uh, but I like I I did stuff like admitted there like last minute, and then they accepted me on acceptance day when I had already be. Oh yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, I was like really annoyed because I was like Chicago, it's gonna be so perfect. I love the city. I'm a city girl. But no, I'm happy. I mean, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm here. Like, I like my friends. I love my friends. Kaylee. I will. And here's the thing. <laughs> I love being here. I, I only applied to Capital. That's okay. And no, it is okay because now I'm realizing what I do and don't want. And I, I love being at a small school because I would not have the conversations that I do with professors. Bro, me being here has made me realize I don't want to practice four hours a day. I don't want to be a flute performance major. Did you drop your performance major? I was never a performance major. I thought you had it on. I thought you were a double. Everyone keeps telling me to do it, and I say, I definitely know I don't want to do that. Well, I think you're good enough without one. Also, again, I hate that those people said that to you. That's BS. I'm going to whack them. Give me their names. Whop. No. <laughs> Not whack <laughs> them. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh sigh isn't it weird how we're all just like being humans trying to exist dude i just want a happy life we all do we all do we and all, we'll all get a happy, happy life, life but we're also gonna all get a sad life that's true you can't have happy without we're sad. Just gonna die i need therapy <laughs> and welcome <laughs> i'll have a different podcast called therapy with matt how to get better that would be so like that would actually be nice like a um, therapy podcast I'm sure there are some. I don't know if I would be the person to do it. Maybe, maybe. I want anxiety medication. So go to a psychiatrist. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you both for being here. I... <laughs> no problem. Oh, thank you for having us. Thank you, Nat. Thank you. We're the Beatles. It's been a pleasure. I'm John Lemon it's from been the a Beatles. Days night. <laughs> and I've been working like a dog. dog. But when I'm on. 
Yeah, that's why I'm like, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> but then I also want to name a kid Zor. Zor? Z-O-L. I don't uh, know. Zor. I don't know. But like it's I'm gonna name my child Apple. I'm probably gonna do a separate recording session <laughs> where I just exit. <sighs> Goodbye, my loves. And so I did do a separate recording all by myself. It was so good to have Kaylee and Emily on the podcast. And please listen next week where I interview Nicole Evans, where we talk about makeup and all things beauty standards. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening.